This program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another weekend edition, kicking off your Saturday. We've got Robin Christofferson, Lord of all he surveys in Englandshire. Hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing, Robin? You all right this week? Good, thanks. Still surveying about as much as usual. Oh, well, that's good to know. It's good no. to know that you're surveying <laughs> as you go. Good man. It's everyone's favourite farmer. Thank you. Or pirate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pirate? Yeah. Uwar, Uwar. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, leave that one with me. I'll get back to you on that one. It's the weekend. We're all relaxed over here. Uh, so how's your week been, Robin? Because you've been away. Yeah, really good, thanks. Up north, where everyone is really, really friendly. Everyone um, knows your name. Yeah. To Judith's folks. And, yeah, lots of extended familial festivities over the Easter period. Oof. I don't know yeah. what that means. Pay Does that mean parlour games? I bet you play parlour games. Do you play parlour games? Yeah, board games, word games... Uh, card games. Yep, wholesome. One of, one of those people. I, I used. To, I went to a wedding once, and this was what happened. They all wanted to play parlor games, and I. I just said I wasn't feeling too great and went to my room. I was. Just, I, I, can't, I can't be doing with it's all such that. Such a party games. pooper, aren't you? It's oh, it's, a good no, game. Nobody charades. cares if I'm not there. No, <laughs> no one cares if I'm there or not. So it was fine. All right, fair enough. It's see, it's finding the games where you actually feel like you are taking part. That's the trick, Robin. Well, they always buy them or choose them with me in mind. So yeah, they're oh, word-based okay. mostly. Yeah, you know, I'm just not into that whole parlour game nonsense. I just, I, I, I am a bit of a party pooper on that one. You know, I'm just happy to to be in my own skin. You know, is there Wi-Fi in here? I've got things to do. <laughs> I, I know you're you're stood by the buffet table. That's where you are, same as me. Yeah, well, there's a bit of that as well. There's a bit of standing at the buffet table, the old buffet, yeah. um, which I'm all for. And, uh, you know, or what I love doing, if I can get a big enough plate or a plastic bag, is fill it and take it to the room. And then I am happy <laughs> as Larry. Just, someone give me a hand moving this table. I just want to move it to my room. Just take Thank the you. four corners of the um, cloth, of the tablecloth, and tie them. Uh, yeah. Yep. No, no, actually, no, this is, uh, let, let me kick off with my first topic, which is buffets. It's all about the chicken, isn't it? Surely. I mean, no one wants the, the volivants. No one wants the, quite frankly, weird looking prawns or anything. It's all about the chicken. It just, you load up on chicken wings. Um, okay. Well, I'm not a chicken wing fan. Personal. No, you're mad. Okay. No, I don't like chicken. Because the problem is for me, I like chicken breast. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because there's more of it to no, eat. No, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying chicken wings. I, I'm, I'm sort of casting a wider net than that. I'm talking. Oh, I see. You're kind of talking about the whole chicken, thighs. chicken variety. Yes, the whole chicken genre is where I'm, I'm at. The, the genre. genre. Yes. No, this is where I sit out. I'm afraid. Yeah, because you're a pesky, aren't you? You're a pescatarian. I'm a pesky person. 
So you won't, you, you won't kill an animal, but you'll happily smash the head of a fish in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I draw the line at, because, um, you know, some people say I wouldn't eat anything I, would, I, I wouldn't kill myself kind of thing. Um, yeah. That's advisable. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. batter a fish to death. Batter. This is the kind of logic I don't understand, right? So you happily smash a fish's head in. I'm not, I'm, I definitely wouldn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, you wouldn't, but you'd happily get somebody else to do it, which is even worse. Um, and then, but, you know, when it comes to a chicken or a, an animal of any other kind, a cow or, a, or a, you know, other animals are available, look them up, um, you, yep. wouldn't, you wouldn't touch it. You wouldn't, um, you would, there is you wouldn't touch the, no... the food created from it moral or ethical logic to my stance i'm afraid at least you admit that yep i like that you admit that i love fish and i would uh, you know for for went for go meat have done since i was 15 so um don't miss it well actually bacon though i wouldn't say if i am gonna <laughs> ever kind of you know go back to the other side then bacon yeah you're, not, you're not really helping yourself here on this that's one a, i think yeah. that's it's, the kryptonite of every vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian <laughs> that's the bacon sandwich <laughs> what's the sausage sandwich up here i'm sorry but it's sausage all the way up here sausage you're really and annoyed. peace i believe it's called Stephen. peace there's, there's... and sausage i think you'll find in uh, Glasgow. No, i think you're wrong uh, who's more oh, scottish really? yeah <laughs> Who's the more Scottish between the Scottish person and the English person? I wonder. Have you got um, a kilt, Stephen? I don't own a kilt. Uh, most Scottish people don't own kilts, oh, okay. as may shock you. But okay. we do Fake rent news. them. We do rent them from people. You see, that's the thing. We rent our nationalism when it suits us. And then we I only give it back that with would, a stain that in it. Put the tin lid on the argument, basically, that you were more Scottish. <laughs> Well, yeah. it probably would, yeah. The shortbread, shortbread tin lid, I guess, on that in that case. <laughs> or if you eat haggis, I do eat haggis. I must say, I do like haggis. Which takes us back to the buffet. So, what would you go for if you're not going for chicken, Stephen? I mean, surely not oh, no, the no, little no, quiches. I'd go for They're terrible. So, the little sausages, the mini cocktail sausages. Ah, <sighs> yeah, okay, boring. But all right, okay. <laughs> I'm not into pastries as much because the problem no. with pastries is, yeah, but here's the thing with pastry, right? A pastry is something that is just. There's nothing in it. There's never anything any of any like meat. worth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. You know, it's just rubbish. It's just I'm a... not a fan of pastry in general. <gasps> if I if I have a pie, right, I will take off that crust. I will peel it off. Oh I, my I goodness. cannot have that. No. And we like um, we should never meet. No, we we should hate each other. <laughs> we would spontaneously and... No, it would be like um matter and antimatter. <laughs> what's and what's with these new pies? These new pies you get in pubs and restaurants. Where it's just basically a dish with a lid on it, a pastry lid. There's no sides mm. on it. That isn't a pie. I'm sorry, that's a casserole or a stew. There's only one thing better than salmon, and that's salmon on croute. Oh, oh, no. oh. I don't like salmon. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're off to a cracking start. Uh, Steve. Can I just say, can I just say... America has woken up. Hello! There he is! America's alive. America's alive. We you. Well, we know you got up later than us. Or earlier than us. Hang on. What way around is it? You're in bed earlier. Yeah, I'm also confused by this. They're behind. Sorry. I'm I'm up earlier, sort of, kind of. I don't know. It's all timey-wimey. I have no idea. You're here. That's the main thing. It's a beautiful Saturday. You don't know what it's like yet because you haven't got outside. Here's the thing I want to ask you, Tim, right? Because buffets we've been talking about, right? But... I think in America, my understanding is, and I learned everything I know about America from a TV show called Ali McBeal. 
Yes. Mm. Which obviously is typically, you know, American. Uh, and the thing I learned about that, and I am convinced, my wife and I were talking about this last night. Clearly, we've got to that point in our marriage where we've nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were discussing the fact that I think, personally, the reason people here in the UK are so obsessed with coffee, and in particular, takeout coffee, is because of that show. Because that was the first time I ever remember somebody, because there was a whole thing at the start of it, at the beginning of that series, where every, she was, and for people who don't know the show, she was a lawyer. Um, Callista Flockhart plays a, a lawyer, and it's a bit of a wacky show, brilliantly entertaining, very funny. Just a bit. Um, and, you know, she, she always goes out for coffee, and she gets obsessed with the coffee. She's like, I've got to have the coffee in the morning, and the smell of the coffee, all that stuff, right? And it was mm-hmm. the takeout coffee cups. And we, I don't think we'd ever really seen that here. Maybe different in England, guys. I don't know, but but in Scotland, certainly not. I mean, that wasn't nope. really a thing over here. You didn't go out to buy coffee. It's you ridiculous. made coffee at home. Yeah, yeah, course. ridiculous. But I but that know. show, I think, was the start of it because then you started to get the cost. Well, we've got Costa Coffee. Um, you've got Starbucks. Starbucks. There's yeah. uh, Cafe Nero. There's all the other ones now that have popped up. Um, and they're all doing coffee now. And I must admit, I do love a takeout coffee. It's one of the yeah, things. That, a, a, living in the sticks, as I do. And not really getting out to the town that often. It's one thing I do miss is getting my coffee in the morning when I was going to work. I'd come out of the train station. Who am I kidding? I got a taxi. But, you know, <laughs> in my feeble brain, um, you know, in my imagination, I would come out of my train station. I'd go straight to the little coffee shop, which was just there, right next to the most irritating statue that I fell over every single time because it had a big base on it. Horrible thing. Please change that Glasgow uh, Central Station or Patrick Station, whatever one you are. Um just a little slight I'm sure they're there, listening. Just that yes. very specific. It's all station. about the base. Yeah. <laughs> if you live near Partick train station in Glasgow, then uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, there's a little coffee shop there. A lovely woman. She serves away and she's always very pleasant. And she always uh, upsells me a muffin, which is not difficult to do. It's maybe surprising to know. We've um, got muffins. I'll have one. I'll have, I'll have 10. <laughs> Please. How many can you fit in this bag? Um, <laughs> And then, you know, I have my coffee and my tea. So, yeah, but my point is, I think that, you know, for there's you... There's a point. There's, there's a point, yeah, believe it or not. Blimey. Tim, wow. are you a takeout yes, coffee guy or are you more of a take-in coffee guy? Well, as you always <laughs> Thank <you>. forget, <laughs> I don't drink coffee. So oh, I forgot. I'm, what was the point in all of that? I'm neither, that. but no. But I will say, um, not, not being an expert on uh, takeout coffee... I do agree with you that around that time is when it really became a big thing. I mean, people got mm. takeout coffee here for years and years before that. I remember back in the 80s, you know, my dad would always go and get a coffee somewhere, you know, McDonald's or the local convenient, you know, co-op, as you guys would call them, uh, you know, local store. Yeah. Um, but in the 90s, with the advent of Starbucks, it became like the thing to do to go to a special coffee house and get special coffee and either sit there and drink it or take it away. And then of course, McDonald's over here is very known for their coffee. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts, well, they're not Dunkin' Donuts anymore, but Dunkin', they call themselves. Their coffee is very, very uh, known, you know, for being good Uh, coffee. Amazing. Yeah, so they, um, you know, so it it became a thing in the 90s to, not just to go to a coffee house and sit and, you know, whatever, but but to actually, you know, go take your coffee. It was walking about with it, wasn't it? That was the whole thing. It was like walking around with a coffee was the statement. Statement of what? I don't know. I've got coffee, I guess, is the statement. Um, oh, it's professional, I, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Shoppy. I think it's it like was. the file of yeah. backs and the Bluetooth headset. <laughs> yes, it's all that. exactly. Yeah. So the accoutrement, it's an accessory. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's about walking around. You know, just get yourself some plastic cup, um, paper cups, plastic <laughs> lid, 
and I don't know, do a tour of your garden. Our coffee's gross. It's so overrated. <laughs> Terrible. Well, you. Do, you don't listen to coffee. Don't listen to hot chocolate. To, that's where it's at. <laughs> that's chocolate. where the party is. See, the thing is, I like the smell of coffee, especially when we go to that aisle at the store. I, mm. I like the smell of it, yep. but to drink it, it's disgusting. I can't. I've tried putting sugar and you know, cream or milk, and I, I can't do it. It's no. If you're in the UK, Tim, never ever ask for cream because they will not know what you're talking about. This was interesting to me. I didn't understand the whole cream thing. And I was in, yeah. um, where was it? Toronto, last trip I was away. And they said, do you want, do you want cream in your coffee? I mean, obviously they weren't all from New York. That was um, good. Wow. You know, yeah. it was Toronto. But, you know, if you imagine that, right? So <laughs> let's imagine Toronto, but not New, not, not New York. Yeah. And did you, do you want cream in your coffee? And I said, no. And I said, why would you put cream in your coffee? <laughs> And you know, I couldn't see the reaction, but I knew they were looking at me as if this guy's come from outer space. And um, I, I said, no, here. Scotland. Um, no. Is <laughs> it, same thing. Do they have fresh milk there? Or is it just UHT otherwise? Because I'd, I'd take cream over UHT. Um, I, well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't get into that level of, of detail. Right, I'm lost. Honest. I have no idea. I, I think we need to reset. Yes. I feel we've gone off the rails. How... Coffee How, and buffets we, we've kicked well, off Well, I tell you, so it's interesting because we've had two shows this week about coffee on our, our episodes. This is kind of where it comes from in my head um, because we, you and I, Sean, we had a chat over coffee. We that did. Was in, Great that, was no way, that was no way uh, because we had nothing else for that show. That no, was, no. had nothing to do you, with that. You. Um, no, it didn't. Uh, but no, it didn't, actually didn't. But we, Sean had, wanted to tell a very emotional story. It was very, I was, I was in tears. It was, 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 was the first time I've ever heard you be um, you real. That? Unbelievable. You see the, the support we get around here. It's so British, that, isn't it? It's like, oh, boo-hoo, look at you. Yeah, boo-hoo, <laughs> you and your emotions. Who do you think you are? Got say, got a lovely message from uh, Tim uh, through Twitter. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, that was nice. It was a nice yeah. little chat. We got it a lot was. of emails, actually, about that one. Um, but, yeah, you're right on Twitter. I, I, I apologise if I don't always mention the tweets that people send um, because, you know, we do get a lot of, of great comments. But, yeah, he said, fantastic show. It's the open discussion about your journeys that really helps regarding number of shows. Oh, yeah, I mentioned this as well about, you know, how many shows we do. Is it, is it too much? It's too much. Um, and also about the time we post as well. Uh, but he says, I'm used to it now and I don't want you to, to uh, slow down. Okay, that's that then. Um, posting time is good for me as long as I have to go to sleep to the show or, or have the show to go to sleep to. I am good. Um, yeah, my dog agrees as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yes. But it's a nice day here. Got the window open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got the window open today, so you will hear the dog barking away because it's a lovely day here. Um, although it's when he starts, you know, pulling at something or you know, ripping some other animal apart, that's when I usually get concerned. Don't tell Robin, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's a fish. Unless it's a fish, fish. in which case, go for your life. <laughs> um, also, I would say that um, thanks to Brian Fishler who got in touch as well. He uh, had a bit of an issue with his podcast this week. Uh, nothing to do with us. Apparently, I'm on that episode as well. I don't know how that's happened. Oh, well, there you go. There's the jinx right there. Yeah, that was the first mistake you made, Brian. Um, but yeah, he had an issue with the podcast and um, I suggested to him that this would never happen on a real blind tech show. Um, <gasps> oh, shocking, I know. How did but, that go uh, down? Well, he suggested that he sends more interns. He's sending us a lot of interns. It's um, time to beat us up. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, he did get in touch. Yes, he did get in touch this week suggesting I was wrong about everything. Um which is fair. I mean, that happens. Uh, he says mm. that um, he was talking, you might remember we discussed this a little bit on the show 
uh, this week where we talked about the whole um, quick nav being enabled on the Mac and we did a bit of a demo of this. Um, you should go back and listen to it because it's quite interesting, the whole single key quick nav. Did you know about this, Robin, where you can have quick nav on, but you can turn single key quick nav off? So you yeah. can still navigate, but you can turn off the, essentially the H for headings or the B for button. You can turn all that off and, and quick nav stays on. Yeah, so then you can basically use your arrow keys for navigating around every other app without having to do the whole VO thing, unless mm. you use Numpad Commander, of course. Which is the best thing on earth. Too much choice. I get confused. Yeah. It's a bit like that at the minute. I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, you guys on, on PCs, I, I'm like, I, I, it's interesting to me how you, know, you navigate around because I'm like, I've got so many methods that I can use to navigate around this Mac. And actually, in some ways, it's a bit too much. And But what I do like is the fact that you can assign different commands to all of them. So you could say, for example, well, I'm only going to use the number pad on a website. I mean, I don't do that, but you could do that. Um, you could say I'll use the trackpad commander when I'm on a specific app because I just really prefer using it that way. You know, yeah, that's cool. I think that'll be quite good. I, I will say the trackpad commander thing, I think will come into its own when these iOS apps come along. Um, and more iOS apps, I should say, come along to the Mac because you can do them already. You can get iOS apps onto your machine, but some of them are a bit flaky because they, they kind of they want to work with swipes. They don't really want to work with keyboards. The same way they they do work with them, but it's and and, and they, but interestingly they don't seem to work the same way as they do if you connected a phone via and a keyboard together. Yeah, yeah. Which I find it. You think they would? You think it would work the same way? Uh, but it doesn't. It's like the Android on the uh, you know the subsystem screen reader, isn't it? That the way they got to integrate the two very different systems. Mm. It's almost like there's a, a a layer in between. Well, there is a layer in between. So how it handles that. I'm still surprised that accessibility is is even thought about when it comes to running these apps on a computer system, on a desktop. Um, and you the mean on the, fact, the Windows side? Yeah, well, on the Windows side and on the Mac side. Uh, to be honest, I would have thought, oh, look, we've got it running. That's as good as you're going to get. But to actually get accessibility to some degree on it, I think is good. I mean, obviously, I want you're accessibility. You're so grateful, aren't you? What's wrong no, with you this week? I'm just saying. Just it's saying, an interesting I, approach. Because on yes. Windows, you know, you've got a second screen reader running, basically, in that Android app. It's it's mm. a version of TalkBack, isn't it? And on the Mac side, it's still the one, VO. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that kind of maybe has a little bit of a mismatch when it comes to driving those iOS apps or iPadOS apps from the keyboard. But interestingly, in the, you know, Mojave, the um, things like the, you know, the VO spacebar now in some areas like in the control panel and notifications got to be like vo command to bring up the um pop-up menu for getting to act actions and stuff like that so i think it's trying to train us to uh -huh. have more of a consistent experience because that's in effect driving the mouse there and clicking it which is that's, yeah that's in. that's true i will see that view actions thing is brilliant that's a great feature mm-hmm um, you know, jumping to notifications. A lot of people struggle with notifications on the Mac. You know, it was oh, they're know. awful. I'm sorry. Well, What's that anymore. Control F1 F1 nonsense about? Well, that's that's sorry, for system dialogues. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you and can F2, get to notifications F2. there, but you, you just do VON and it'll take you straight to your notifications now. Oh, that's better. Okay, I take it all and back. You I do, love it. Uh, well, then what happens is they group them, so you just view right from there. It says it's a calendar or a FaceTime or whatever your notifications are. And then you just view space on it, it opens them all up. And then when you go to a specific one, a great example of this is, say, joining a Zoom meeting, right? You go, you've got it in your calendar. You know what it's like. I mean, some of you have been having issues, I know, with the calendar invites and stuff. And the ones I send out 
even though I put the link yeah. into what is the URL for the, the join link, it doesn't seem to show up properly in different places. No, we end up all over the place, end up in Abergavenny. It's crazy. It doesn't seem to <laughs> nice always place. work either. No, it just doesn't work. You're right, Tim. It doesn't work. Stephen, it doesn't work. All right, fine. I don't know what you do about it. I know what I'll do. I'll just email you. That's Is that easy? Yes, that's easier. Thank you. Okay, I'll just email. I, I do get that, though, because I must admit something. But this is this is how I got around this problem, because it's the same on the Mac to some degree. The calendar app, which I've got f- way more familiar with recently, um, and once you know how to use it, it's actually not bad. <laughs> I mean, at first, I hated it. I absolutely hated the calendar app, and I've got used to it now. But to quickly get to something, like, for example, that join link, you would VO to the notification you would uh, say, it's, say it says calendar grouped. You would view space on that. That expands them all. And then you just view right to the one you're looking for. The most recent one, obviously, is going to pop up at the top. So say it says BGTT interview with whoever, as I did this morning. Um, then I just view uh, command space, which is the action, brings up the actions menu. And I just arrow down to where it says join. And I'm in. And that's it. Yeah, you know, that so works. It's so much that doesn't actually sound that simple. But yes, <laughs> it works. It does work. If you know what you're doing, it's fine. But, I mean, there is a learning curve. Much more than just tab and enter. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as bothered about that, no, I must I admit. Once you got over the hump. Yeah, but you, I get it because I was I was pre-hump at one time. Yep. And, um, you had to, <laughs> to get over. <laughs> That's a technical term. <laughs> um, anyway, Tim, how was your week? Uh, 20 minutes in, I'm asking this, I know. But anyway, how are you? How was your week? Wow, yes. Um, my, my week has been fine. I've been working on some projects, as you know. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of chaotic the last couple of weeks. So I haven't been here necessarily. Uh, my, my father was uh, not well a couple of weeks ago. So we were dealing with that. And uh, otherwise, things are good. I got a new case for my iPhone. And now it doesn't work anymore. So I got to send it back. Mm-hmm. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those... Stop, stop, stop. Right. How can a case stop your iPhone from working? Explain. No, the case stopped working. Aha. Uh-huh. What do you mean the case because... stopped working? How can a case stop working? It's a thing. It's an inanimate object. Because... How does it stop working? You mean you set fire to it? What? Yes, that's exactly right. Also, I, thank I, you. I set Move fire on. to it. Well done, Sean. <laughs> no, I uh, because I've still got my iPhone SE 2020, I went and purchased me a battery... Um, battery backup case or whatever you want to call it so i can so it's got a a battery actually built into the case and i can charge my phone up to two and a half times uh with just the case yeah oh i see i take it all back so how many times can you charge your phone at once with that huh what so how many how many times can you yeah so like on one charge how how much how many times can you charge up your device said about 15 seconds ago two and and a half half times times. the reason i ask that is because some of you might remember the first time well, you might remember. Oh yeah, the time I bought one of these. Yeah, and it said you can charge up your iPhone twice with it, mm-hmm. and I did, and then I threw it away. <sighs> I don't what? feel like revisiting that. Did you any no. credit? Does us any no. mental health uh, <laughs> yeah. benefits? No. <laughs> I. So I'm already not happy enough as it is because I think I I think maybe I might have wiggled this a little bit too much when i put it on a charger on my dock state my you know my docking station mm. and i might have broken it i'm not sure you did. But I, I can still and you've admitted can, it so they as won't far replace as, it. as far as the warranty people are concerned enough yeah. it was all someone else's fault a dog yeah. did it it was yes well, well, you, wasn't, stop wiggling it tim you uh, and wiggling honestly wiggle it 
<laughs> Don't sing it. We'll have to pay for it. Yeah, that's enough. That wasn't singing. Okay, that's fine. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> fine. Anyway, well, was I... That, was that a Mophie great. case? Was that Mophie or one of those brands? I don't remember. Because I, I know they do some. There's a Juice. Is that a different company? They do oh, some as so well. There's so many of them now. I, I used to be... There's, hey, there's been an update, by the way, for my battery pack. Did you read that this week? There's been no. a, an update to the my Apple MagSafe battery pack, and apparently it now lets you charge... Is it 7.5 watts? or 75 watts. No, 7.5, I think it is. Oh, I was thinking like a laptop. <laughs> yeah, 75 would be quite a lot for a phone. I think it just melt. <laughs> yeah, it's only a whole lot. Isn't a laptop 65? Yes. Um, so that would be like, you know, I mean, you could charge your, your phone up quickly. That's for sure. I was sure. hoping. Connect, Hang on. charge, this... 100%. No, please, this... remove quick. Is this the terrible thing that you bought, which just for a card? Oh no no that was the wallet no that was the the Maxi oh, wallet, yeah, wallet with the Find yeah. My built in yeah no this yeah, is the yeah. this is actually a battery pack it's actually a really cool thing to have because you just snap it on the back of the phone it's not intended at least they say it's not really intended to be something you would leave on all the time or something you would even um, trust to have with you you know it's just a top up charger that's all it really yeah. is it's not like the one you've got Tim which is kind of something mm-hmm. which is really you know your battery as it empties gets topped up by this other battery, it gives you a huge amount of charge. That's not what this is. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a great little thing to have. And on travelling, I mean, again, I don't travel that much at the moment. I mean, this week I was meant to go out for coffee and didn't. <gasps> you know, we'll just skip that one for the moment. We'll come back to that. Um, you brought it up. <clears throat> I'll bring it up later. <laughs> um, listen, I do want to get into some emails because we, 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 we talked about like this for so long and I could I could honestly talk to you guys all day, but we, we really do need to get through the emails. And plus the fact, um, I want to. So there. Email. No, Sally, sing along. No, nope, no Out of respect, we didn't sing. Just for you, Moment Sal. Of silence, just for Sal. Yeah. No Sal this week. Come she's uh, not going to be with us this week. Um, oddly enough, because she's not here. Um, <clears throat> you might have guessed, uh, but no, she's she's busy this week. She's working. Oh, unbelievable! Working above recording this with us. How dare yeah. she? Instead of wasting her days, I know. <laughs> she decided to earn some money. How dare she? I'm again. Um, yeah, absolutely. But no, um, I, I just want to say hello to Doug, who got in touch, uh, who says, hello, Stephen. I wanted to say how much I appreciate your new podcast. I'm impressed how much useful content can be put together seven days a week. Yeah, I know. Um, so are we. <laughs> I particularly value the mix of tech and the sharing of the team's personal experiences and challenges dealing with vision loss and blindness. We each have our journey. Keep up the great work and uh, thanks to you guys on the Blind Man team for your sharing. I love that line. We all have our journey. We each have our journey. That's so true. And it is. Um, you know. Thank you, Doug. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. For your information, uh, I think Sally needs a new intro theme song. Something to match her energy. Wow. Um, um, I, I don't know if there's a... Is there a rave song you can think that. of that's fast enough? Flight of the Bumblebee, but with drum and bass in there somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, yeah. It's like, I imagine if Sally was ever in a movie, it'd be Pride and Prejudice Met Zombies. You know, that yeah, one... Yeah. I, I think that would be a great movie for her to be in. It would just match the, the style, the class, and the energy that goes with it, you know? It's like, and you when know... you think energy, you think zombies. Well, I just think maniacal... <laughs> Tearing at flesh. That's that's uh, what I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay. We'll leave that there. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Sean um, put me straight on zombies. By the way, on oh. the Echo Show, because yeah, I was I couldn't I didn't Clang. see the <laughs> shameless. 
I didn't see the point or the kind of peril involved in zombies because they just sort of shuffle along with their arms in front of them. Oh, no, but no, no, he no. introduced me to a whole genre of energetic zombies that can well, outrun moved people on. and climb walls Correct. and whatnot. Yes, 28 days later. Yeah. Uh, 28 mm-hmm. weeks later. I uh, love 28 days later. Ah, amazing. I loved it too. <laughs> love I love any zombie film though. Yeah, I, I, I liked. Dead. I watched Twenty Eight Weeks Later. I, I must admit, Walking Dead, which is now what in its eighth season or something, is ridiculous. I'm a bit bored with it. Yeah, it, you know it's what? like it they're, got, they're still dead. No, it got too much for me. When people will know what I'm talking about, when they met the man with the baseball bat, that was it. It was too much. They went too far, and I couldn't watch anymore. And it's a shame. The I used man to love with it. The baseball bat. Yeah, well, we'll just leave it there. But that was too <laughs> gritty. Oh man, I left. I think it's the noise sometimes that comes in these oh, films. You please. know, it's, it's horrible. You know, it's the squelching We've and the squashing. We've got a pescatarian here. Leave it, leave it. I, it, it. We'll just come, let's just say it's all fish and he'll be fine. Okay, yes. <laughs> Zombie fish. It's, all, it's only it's fish that are being decapitated and whatever happens to them. Um, so Doug wants to really share not. a product with us that some may or may not be familiar with. Um, he says, I found out when travelling or even going out on various excursions, I have a lot of stuff I need to carry or want to have with me. I'm often needing my phone, my wallet, my sunglasses, my AirPods, my keys, my water bottle, my cane and more. And many of us use shoulder bags and backpacks, which makes sense sometimes. Several years ago, though, I heard about this Scott E-Vest. Not made by me. Oh, yes. I know this one. Yep. So it is actually, the the name is Scott E-Vest. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but that is how it's laid out. Um, It's a vest designed with many, and I mean many, secure and or concealed pockets. There are many pocket sizes and uses. Pockets may be secured by zippers, Velcro, or even magnets. There are pockets within pockets. There are different vest styles, colours and weights for the different seasons. They also make hoodies, jackets and a few other items. I've got several garments from them over the past couple of years. When we used to travel, I found that I could go through airport security faster. I would just remove my vest of stuff and let it through the x-ray machine. (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, What is this? You've got braille devices in here. You've got, you know, passports. You've got keys. You've got everything. Um, But he says then I just go and and put it back on and, and just keep moving along. I don't have to empty all my pockets and then put everything back in again. The concealment and security these vests can provide make picking pockets muggings and bag snatching less profitable since the blind can be seen as easy targets we need any edge we can get and he sent us a link and we'll put it in the the notes he says thanks again for all your efforts doug mm-hmm. excellent well, doug. very cool yeah, yeah I'm, well I'm, done doug i'm a fan of that as Stephen will uh testify to that i carry well i used to carry along battery chargers and like every single cable you can think of when i <laughs> when i used to vape uh, six weeks now, not no vaping. Really. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. well done. Thank well you very done. much. Thank you. So, <laughs> I used to have to carry around so many cables and chargers and battery packs, and uh, with my in in my denim jacket, Stephen. I think uh, is what you. That's said. what I remember. I was like an android uh, shaking Stevens. I was just full of wires and uh, battery chargers, but I love this Terminator idea. with a denim jacket. Yes, on. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a redneck terminator it would have been um i i, I love these sort of things because there's always so much to carry about thank you doug mm. well it's really great timing that he brings this up because i just not even about a week and a half ago i bought a new backpack um for the comfort of it because my other backpack was falling apart and it wasn't that comfortable anyway but this backpack just like doug was describing with this with, with these clothes you know this clothing and, and things 
Um, it's got pockets, pockets within pockets. It has concealed pockets. But what really caught my eye about it when I purchased it was it's got a built-in charging cable. So it actually, on the side of the backpack, there's like this, uh, I don't know, what you, other than just calling it a plug, but I mean, it. It's like the plug end is is kind of on the outside of the backpack, so you can just plug a USB into it. On the inside, you've got the cable that stretches to a particular pocket, and so you can put a portable uh, battery pack in there, so it's in the backpack, but then you can actually charge outside the backpack. So if you're sitting at the airport, sitting on a train, and you need a quick charge, you just plug it in on the outside of the backpack where it's already got this built-in, uh-huh. you know, integrated integrated jack or integrated plug. Clever. Um, but yeah, so with all the other pockets and concealments, and, and it's actually meant as a laptop backpack, so it's got a separate thing in the back for a laptop, but, um, you know, so extra padding and all that. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's always good to have a really, uh, you know, really good backpack like that where you can conceal everything, but your your cables and, and all that kind of thing. No, I, I'm I, against I, backpacks, Tim. Oh well, how how dare you? I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm for, I hate it. I'm forever just sliding it back onto my shoulder. Uh, mind you, that is my fault because I only sling it I across one shoulder. Shoulders. But well, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah, but then I do look gorgeous when I'm walking around with, with it like that. If I've got it on both shoulders like properly, then um, yeah, it's not a good look for me. Uh, it's not good for your posture, though. One shoulder. They do make backpacks that are front. I'll suffer uh, for your vanity. Okay, Robin. I forget who makes them, but there <laughs> are Don backpacks McLean. that you wear in the front that are better for your posture. Sorry, and, well, hang on. Uh, what, did, what did you just say? You, you possibly couldn't have said backpack for your front. I I did possibly say there there is a company who makes backpacks front for backs. your front because it, it's actually a backpack that you wear. Well, so very popular. In no, they're very popular on holidays. I mean, I, I actually did it when I was in France. I remember wearing one the wrong way around because uh, well, so many people used to. That's just you. That, 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 yeah. A lot of people did that because they say it's better because then, of course, you're less likely no, this, to have someone company, in it. And I wish I wish I could remember who who makes this. I'm sure we, you know somebody out there can find it quickly, but. Uh, well, yeah, because a lot of people I know with with guide dogs or seeing eye dogs use these because they can have all their little things they need for the dog, you know, right there to grab at and they don't have to get the backpack off. It's right there in front of them, uh, you know, makes it a lot easier. Why do Americans uh, call them seeing eye dogs? I said guide dogs or seeing I know, eye but dogs. why do they call them seeing eye dogs? Well, what's wrong with seeing um, eye dogs? What's wrong with seeing well, eye dogs? Well, who, 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 if they're who's not... going to have a guide dog that's blind? Yeah. Oh. It implies that they're... all other dogs can't see. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I want a seeing eye dog. I don't want one of those blind dogs. Anyway. Like every other dog. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So does guide dogs imply that no other dogs can can Yes. Guide? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it's over here, as we've discussed, I mean, it's it's used both ways over here. I mean, there's schools that are yeah. you know, guide dogs for the blind, but then there's seeing eye in, in New York, I believe it is. So. Also, the same as backpacks, it would appear. Use both ways. You could use them in the front. Oh, very good. On the oh, back. Well done. That was quite impressive, well, wasn't it? I mean, that's, that was good. I don't believe that. To... I think you. I think you're getting confused with the people carrying babies around in those little poncho no. things. No, 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 no. Man, how deep would I be if I put a front pack on on top of my huge belly? I'd be like 18 foot deep. It'd be like a train coming past you. Think about the protection, though. You know, if I've your pain goes under one of those cycle bar things that you have to do a little jimmy around, you know, shimmy around. Yes. Um, and it whacks you in the chest. Oh, you just, yeah. You know. It's a terrible so idea, what? Tim. How dare you? I, it's not my idea. I'm not the one that made the, the company in the backpack. I say or no. Front pack or whatever it is. <laughs> 
It does exist. It really does. I can barely speak now after that. Sorry, <clears throat> you carry on. Uh, Next. Oh. oh, no, you talk. I, I've, I've got nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it should I've be half nothing. in the front, half in the back, and you kind of get into it like a poncho, and then it would equal out the weight. That would be good. Yeah, just two straps over your shoulder. Yep. Front it's a bit mullet and back for bit. your back. And, and maybe two bits to connect them together. That'd be kind of cool. Because you could have a... F- the police have that. Is that what the police have? It's like a vest. Like a vest. Yeah, because that's that's what this Black is. Jacket? Stab proof. Yeah, yeah stab vest. Yeah. But that's that's what this is. Is it not a stab breast? But this is a <laughs> stab who? <laughs> but what this is basically like a Batman? vest you wear with you know, all the stuff. And I I couldn't wear it because my um, build would mean that it would show up the bumps a little bit too. Oh. Be like, oh, there's. I see your iPad, sir. Um, and I don't think anybody needs wow. that. Yeah, I don't think we need to <laughs> show no. up my bumps. I think we'll leave it there. Please give us another email, please. I think this is a really good one, though. But yeah, we'll, we'll put a link to that in the uh, the show notes. Um, Stuart says, "Hi, Stephen. I'm a regular listener to your podcasts, and after listening to one earlier today, I thought I'd ask a few questions. So, a little about me. I'm a fairly proficient computer user, both Windows and Mac. Ooh. I'm a technical help desk manager for the largest broadband company in the country. Wow. I'm trying to think what one that would be. It's a BT." Yeah, probably is. Um, I worked as a musician in pubs and clubs all over the country. These jobs have required me to be very clued up with uh, computers and recording equipment through the years. I started using ZoomText around 2002, and as the years have passed, I've become more reliant on the speech side of my accessibility software. I've only recently moved to Fusion on my work computer, as the ZoomText reader just wasn't meeting my needs. I've been using a Mac at home for many years, and I mainly use the Zoom feature occasionally, switching voiceover off, or sorry, on, I should say, if I have large bits of text to read. My first question is, have you ever considered using Logic Pro X on your Mac for your recording? It occurred to me when listening to your podcast that Logic provides all of the features that you were discussing, and it's fully accessible. It is expensive to buy initially, but it is kept up to date by Apple at no additional cost. I was also intrigued by your discussion about voiceover. I'm at a loss with this utility, as I very often get stuck in a window, or I can't get to where I want to go. I do use QuickNav, but I still get stuck now and then. I've tried the trackpad commander, and again, I almost always end up having to switch it off and start again. I don't consider myself to be computer stupid, but this utility certainly leaves me feeling that way quite often. Should I be switching between the various commanders while navigating in applications? I'm just not sure I'm using this utility correctly. Now, he goes on, but I want to stop there, <clears throat> because there's quite a bit to pick up on in that. I think we'll, yeah. we'll kick up first with the, the point about logic. Um, so it's interesting, right? We, we, we use Audacity. All of us use Audacity. And I, I think even though there's always that talk about, oh, well, there's Reaper and there's, you know, there's lands afar with uh, audio editors that are so much nicer <laughs> and tons of features, I, I just feel Audacity does the job for me. Like I said before, we're not even scratching the surface of what Audacity can do. So, and yeah, and it yeah, does, exactly. does the job, definitely. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm having a cough sweet while we're doing this. Oh, because, you carry um, on. I, my throat <laughs> is just very not... Well. Look, playing well at all. For the vocal editing we're doing, uh, Audacity is absolutely fine. It supports multi-track editing. Um, mm. So, I mean, what else do we need, right? So mm-hmm. it's fine. But mm-hmm. you're at, there, it's so good that there is choices out there. Amadeus Pro is something I've used in the past on the Mac. But um, it's just a bit of a big investment for me. And uh, just it's Mac only. And that's the thing. That's the, that's the whole Apple thing, right? At least with Audacity... It is cross-platform. Yes, it's not that accessible, but there are some issues on the Mac side. 
but at least you could open a project and render it out if you needed to. Whereas, you know, with, with Pro, that's it. You're stuck on the Apple ecosystem. Well, look, the way we do this podcast now, right, when we do the weekend editions, and some of the weekday ones, I tend to do them in multi-track now. And for that, I use the PC because it's the most accessible version of Audacity at the moment. Yeah. And a friend of mine keeps saying to me, well, look, why don't you look for something else? Because there must be other options out there. I mean, what about Reaper? What about Logic? What about Pro Tools? Um, but they all just seem so much more than I need. Yeah. You know, what I need is just a, a simple way to get all the tracks together, be able to sync them up. And because we use software like Zoom, or actually this week we're trying out this thing called Riverside to record this, um, and it does it all in the cloud and it's all synced up. So we just get the files and we just load them into, you know, Audacity and away we go. Uh, and it's really easy. It just works. It's, it's good, you know. Um, and, and that's all I need. And all we're really doing is mucking around with some levels. We're not really, you know, I mean, I don't know what else the, the big podcast guys do. They probably spend ages like, you know, panning audio and, you know, making sure all the audio is clean to within Ooh. an inch of its life. Not here. This is real. This is raw. <laughs> no, but you can do all that so much. I mean, it's so quick to do in Audacity anyway. Mm. You can run a compressor, mm. a noise gate. You can pan the uh, vocal tracks wherever you need. So, I mean, all that basic stuff. And I would, I would say that's basic. I think when you're talking about the, the bigger, uh, the bigger, larger dolls out there, the audio editing software. It's more about you know being able to clean up audio, get better plugins, the power of the plugins. It's all about being able to sort of salvage stuff, I think. That makes well, I think difference. it's that, but also there's another side to that, which is, I think, and we haven't done it here yet. We will be doing it. I say we are. I, I'm really keen to do this at some point. Is you know, There's a couple of stories I'm working on at the moment which are going to be turned into special reports. And for that, there's going to be a bit more um, audio production going into it. Yeah. And, you know, for that reason, I think that's where a software suite like that would do the job. But then I am so used to, I mean, bear in mind, I came from the radio background of Cool Edit Pro first, then Adobe Edition. And because Adobe Edition wasn't accessible in the multi-track sense, and it was barely accessible just with the with the single track, what I was using was a combination of about 800 different sessions open at once, going between them all, and copy-pasting and mix-pasting yeah. everything together. So I was, I was basically doing like the old days with, with tape, with cassette tape, you know, cutting the bits out and then stitching it all together. Yeah. And that's how I used Adobe Edition for years. And I've kind of got into that habit of working. So I do a little bit of that with Audacity, but now I can do it multi-track, which is nice. You know, so I haven't had a chance to do much of it, but we will do more of that. But going on to Stuart's point about voiceover, I totally get where you're coming from mm. on this because we've all been there at the beginning with the Mac. It is so confusing. I Where, where, where should you start, Robin? Where's a good place to... Because we've talked so much about these commanders. I, I don't know if we're maybe confusing people. Well, it's choice at the end of the day. You can ignore them. Um, I don't know about um, good Mac intro demos. I really don't. Um, but yeah, listen to two hours. Um, but I think that the challenge about getting stuck in places, feeling like, you know, there's inconsistency from a keyboard support point of view, isn't going to go away. You might learn strategies to help. And certainly turning on the trackpad commander, or rather turning it off, and then, you know, reviewing the screen with your finger on, via the trackpad and just tapping somewhere else to get the focus out of where you're stuck. Mm. Um, little strategies like that. Um, I, won't, I don't think it gets fully stuck very often, uh, you know, that you 
can't uninteract with something. It's the donk, it isn't it? It's that from time donk to time. you get every so often. You In which donk, case, you donk, know, donk. Yeah, command tab away and back again, or you know, try tab. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it doesn't feel fully baked from a keyboard-driven OS point of view. It really doesn't. And it's so funny you say that because I have noticed, I don't know if this has been a long-term issue, I'm certainly coming to it now, when I feel I am forever having to either turn voiceover on, off and on, although less of that, more of the command tab away from the app and back in, mail is a classic example. Yeah. It just goes silent on you. You're arrowing up and down, you're going through your list, and you're like, come on, what's going on here? And you have to come out and in. I would do command... W to close everything and you know that's a weird thing about Mac apps is that you can actually com- close everything so it's just like an empty window just with the menu bar at the top um, and then do say command one to, to go back to the inbox so I often do that when mm. the focus is not behaving well, that's, a good, that's a good tip right okay yeah uh, well uh, Stuart goes on to say it's clear from some of the conversations you have with your colleagues on the podcast that you guys may have tips and tricks that could help lots of people to use voiceover I'm fairly sure I can't be the only person having difficulties. Mm-hmm. I'd love a regular tutorial from experienced voiceover users like yourselves, possibly once per week, to help me overcome some of the problems that I encounter. Maybe even two per week. Hang on, what? And he says, maybe one for voiceover <laughs> and one for JAWS. What? If you can't stretch to an additional podcast each week, can you advise on where we might get this help? What about it, Stephen? Are you up for sharing your knowledge and experience with these programs? Uh, thanks, Stuart. Right under the bus on that one. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you up for? Do you know, I would be. I would be, and I think that's something we'll definitely look into. Not an extra podcast. I think we'll do seven a week. I think that's enough for most people. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do think it's something we can certainly bring in more of into the show. We use, we we do talk about it every so often. What about um, existing resources though? I mean, I'm just thinking of Applevis off the top of my head. For- Applevis. But you know the thing about Applevis, right? Applevis has got so much content in there. I mean, it's beyond belief, the amount of content. Yeah, but I know right at the start, right, you, you go to appleviz.com and the very, almost very first thing is, you know, getting started with Mac or getting started That's with right. iPhone link. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I think I have looked in there and I think there's just quite a few different um, different links to different tutorials. I'm not sure if it is as structured as in, you know, this is step one, step two, step three, but still there's lots of useful information. Hey, I may be wrong. Maybe there is a structured guide in there. But I would definitely suggest there. And what about, um, what's the other one? Hadley? They, I'm sure they must have a tutorial. They do, yeah. The Hadley.edu is a good place to go. Um, but there isn't much else. I did see somewhere this week, actually, I saw a, a, a voiceover training pack, and it said that the price you had to ask for the price. I thought, geez, if that's, <laughs> that's, that's the case, good. that probably I, means it's not, that's not good. Let's not forget as well, Apple do their own, um, you can book a session with Apple. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know how that is after you know the recent COVID and pandemic, but um, you used to be able to book a session and, and they would teach you the basics. So you know if you're finding that you are getting stuck and the inconsistencies in certain places, then it may be worth just going into Apple and booking an appointment and say, okay, show me what I'm doing wrong, or I'll show you where Voiceover is terrible. To see how I'd far al- you get. Yeah, <laughs> I'd also suggest the Apple Viz um, podcast. Now they tend to just demo iOS apps uh, recently anyway. But if you go back in the feed, then there will have been some Mac uh, demos in the past as well. So that might be helpful too. If we were going to revisit this on a semi-regular basis, I think picking an app and 
you know, keystroke by keystroke, how you use that app would give us some framework to do that. Because then they'd not only learn an app, they'd also learn the, the strategies of, of getting around it and what keys we might have to use in some instances to get out of where we are or whatever. Trouble. It yeah. <laughs> uh, Eden gets in touch and says, Hi, everyone. Excellent show as always. Um, I would love to come on and read your emails for you from my awesome Braille display. Ah. That is if you could stand another female. <gasps> Don't worry, Sally. You are irreplaceable. I just feel slighted because Stephen said he'd love to have me on sometime and he hasn't yet. Don't worry, Stephen. I still like you. No, oh, that's all right then. Um, as for the reason for writing, I've purchased the new SE. I do use mine all day for most everything I do. I would say after 12 or 13 hours, the battery is down to about 20%. So not quite as much battery left as Stephen. I will give you this much though, Stephen. The battery life is remarkably better than the last one. So I'm relieved. It doesn't heat up fast or as fast either. Keep up the good work. If you ever want me on your show, great. I will never want to hear you complaining again about eye strain since someone is willing to read your emails. But don't worry, I'm just giving you a hard time because I can. Eden. <laughs> Thank you, Eden, for getting in touch. Yes, I do appreciate that. The truth is, I love reading the emails. That's the, the God's honest truth of it. Um, I have a plan to read the emails in a different way next week. Well, maybe not next week, but certainly in the coming weeks, I want to try something. Um, if, because it's, it's actually a feature in Audacity I've found. Robin told me about it ages ago, and I was reminded of it today by my own brain. Um, and it made me think, hmm, I think I could read this myself in a different way using JAWS or, or Mac or whatever. So, got an idea. And if it works, I'll tell you how I'm doing it. And if it doesn't, I won't. Now, okay, let's get a voicemail in. This is a voice message actually sent to us by Rill, our very own seaside town. Hello, this is Rill. Sean was wondering if I really am a seaside town. Yes. I have to think about that. What would it be like to be a seaside town? I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> right now, I want to take you on a journey. Oh. Hang on. Don't let us under this journey. That's Tim with his front pack coming past. <laughs> I began by recording my first note to you on a site called vocaroo.com. V O-C-A-R-O-O dot com. It was pretty straightforward to use and apparently is used by schools. I was able to download an MP3 file and send it on its way. But I decided instead of preparing something to read to you, I wanted just to talk. So... I tried different ways of recording, having listened to Sean's Audacity demo. I thought that might be a good place to start. But I was having some difficulties. Primarily, I couldn't hear anything. So I thought to myself, years and years ago, I had done some podcast work, and I dug out my old license for Goldwave, and it still worked. But of course, I have no idea how to use Goldwave anymore. So I poked around and I found, 
Brian Hardrin had done a class in 2017 and I could buy those recordings. Well, that was really helpful. But I was using NVDA and he was mostly demonstrating with JAWS and his scripts that made it much easier to use. And I sighed because JAWS is just so expensive. And then there are the SMAs, which make it continuing to be expensive. But I thought, let me just take a look for argument's sake. And I went and looked and I discovered in the US, I can have a subscription to JAWS, which means I can pay $95 a year and use JAWS for that year. Now, math is pretty simple, and I say math because that's the right way to say it, people. No, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I say I did the math and figured that I would still be ahead 10 years on, and that didn't count SMAs. So, <laughs> I thought I might not even be alive 10 years from now. I remember someone who was 90 going to buy a hammer and the young man selling him the hammer said, this hammer has a 20 year guarantee. And Charlie said to him, the hammer may have a 20 year guarantee, but I'm not sure I have a 20 year guarantee. <laughs> anyway, so I settled down to work through some of the classwork and then try my own recording. And I still couldn't hear anything. I did poke around and did determine that the reason I can't hear anything is that my sound card is recording at minus 30 dB. So, Stephen was demonstrating something about the website with QuickNav. And I heard that there was an old episode, I guess it's not that old, it's only a couple months old, on recording software for your phone. So I jumped in there and pulled out some recording on the iPhone, which is how I'm doing this. And then magically, I could hear it on my Windows machine because it's recording at the correct level. I do have to sometimes use switch because however the phone app stores a wave file, the GoldWave program wants it differently. It claims it's corrupted. But if I run it through switch, everybody's happy. So here's my question. Is there anything I can do with the sound card in my machine to fix this recording problem? Because just cranking up the volume will lead to distortion, I'm sure. And I'm not sure how deep into this recording adventure I want to go with buying external sound cards and fancy microphones and even fancy um, headphones because when you wear hearing aids, you're not sure you're actually 
going to hear anything better by clamping headphones over your ears. Well, let's journey back to the seaside. <laughs> okay. Oh, brilliant. Is that train in there as well? Hang on. We... Oh, no, it's the war. Oh, I thought the train was coming. I thought the train was going to... Oh, no, there oh, it is! Oh, oh. Hang on the train! Time. Hang on. Train near the water? That's not a good sign. That can happen. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay, well... Aside the train and the water and, and that situation, um, I must admit, rail in Wales, I don't think has those kind of trains. Although, in fairness, I'm not going to. I, I love the people of Wales. A beautiful place. <laughs> Who knows? Bit behind. But, you know. Anyway. <gasps> um, wow. Sean. <laughs> what? I didn't say that. Tim. Robin. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, what's, what's, so, what's the deal here with the issues that uh, that uh, minus is facing 30. here? I would be interested, Real. How do you know it's recording at minus 30? Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, what's telling you that? Now, if I was using Audacity, I would go to the toolbar at the top and there is a recording slider, recording volume slider. And you just use the left and right arrows to to, um, to choose your volume. Uh, if it's at minus 30, I would assume it's you know virtually nothing. So I've got my volume set to around 75, recording volume set to 75. And changing it in Audacity, I'm saying Audacity because I don't know Goldwave. Um, we'll also change it in the Windows system. So at a system level, it changes the recording volume. So whatever app you use from then on, the recording volume will be set to whatever you set it to there. Um, you can do it another way through the Windows settings, but um, it, it's slightly different now. I, I'm using Windows 11, so I don't know if you're going through the control panel. But yes, I would use Audacity. Just set the recording level. Control F6 to jump up to the toolbar, and then tab until you find recording volume level and just use your left and right arrows to change it and that will set your system mic level. So that minus 30, I mean that's all, that's what the advice I would give as well but so she's recording something and playing it back and then seeing, maybe she's selecting all and, and bringing up the amplify dialogue and seeing that it's at minus 30 in which case something's been recorded, I would have thought yeah. so yeah, crank it up because if there was nothing there then maybe the there's you know the the mic isn't enabled for that app within windows um you know there's something at a system level the wrong mic is chosen if there is another mic involved with your computer also though i i would want to know if it's a laptop for example um is that mic going to give you a nice result after all this effort when you're recording directly into that uh if it's a desktop then chances are it won't have a mic at all have you got an external mic? In which case, that should be the one that you would choose from the choices of, of mic to use. And that shouldn't be recording at, you know, really low levels because chances are it's USB driven. So I don't know. Lots of possibilities. There is. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why for no reason it would just be recording at minus 30. That, that's kind of odd to just be that set, you know, be set that way. However... Yeah, I mean, anything I can think of wouldn't explain it. I was trying to think maybe if there's a webcam with a built-in microphone, but that wouldn't cause that to just be set that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what you guys said as far as Audacity goes, and Goldwave is probably very similar as far as just the recording, uh, you know, changing the recording volume. Um, but yeah, I would I would 
do what you were talking about, Robin, looking for an external mic or a webcam mic, something like that. I always have that problem anytime I use a different web-based application with a microphone. Uh, it always wants the default to my webcam and not to the line-in you know, of my, of my mixer for the, you know, the microphone that, that I use. And so I always have to remember to go in and make sure that, that it's getting the microphone that I want it to. Again, that still wouldn't explain why it's at negative 30, but I don't know. The only thing I can think of is maybe there's another setting because I know when you go in to say amplify, uh, it, I don't think there's anything that's, that's set there by default. Uh, I'm not really sure, Sean or Robin, if there's anything, in there by default, but I know a lot of times, depending on the, the volume that I record at, I can only amplify, you know, so much because I've got it set to only go up so high. Um, but I don't know about the other way about negative. I don't know if there's anything in there that would default or, yeah, or set I don't it think to so. negative. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's so many different variables here. So mm -hmm. I, I would just start at the trying to set the system volume and, and see how you get on from there. Just buy a Mac. Just be dumb. Just get rid of all oh, this no, rubbish. Terrible. Just Mac get a Mac. Oh, no, it's no. so much easier. I mean, no hassle. No hassle at all. Hit record. You know, you're recording. It's a plain sailing, beautiful day, as opposed to a Monday morning in traffic, wishing you were dead. Oh, yeah, because that's how all our recording sessions with you work out, Stephen. It just, you know, it's so plain sailing. <laughs> the four hours before we start is always a joy, isn't it? I mean, every time. <laughs> Every time. Uh, also, uh, Rill suggests that your issues with Microsoft Narrator, you were talking last week about sluggishness on Narrator, Sean. Um, that might be down to the sappy voices. So try something else. Well, uh, if you listen to this week's, uh, this month's Sean of the Shed on Narrator, I'm using the latest version with the natural voices. It could actually be to do with the natural voices as well. Maybe it's too much processing power for my little laptop, but... Uh, I don't think be. so. It I shouldn't be. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I think Narrator still has a few issues when it comes to performance. Um, I, I still find that I'm waiting for it to catch up, even if I sp speed up the speaking rate. It just seems like it's just a little bit behind. But yeah, I, do, I must admit. When you're admit, used to JAWS, I, I guess NVDA to some degree, although I must admit I found NVDA a bit sluggish in comparison to You're JAWS. wrong. Um, I'm right. Okay. And uh, well, yeah, Jaws is just—I mean, if you if you've got eloquence and Jaws, it's like super fast. If you say so. Mm -hmm, I did. Uh, Ren writes in first. Thank you so much for the podcast. It's a lot about the tech, but I really appreciate that the show is not afraid to have harder conversations. Recent example was when the dialogue of Adobe Edition grew into a great conversation about advocacy. You're all amazing. Oh, thank, thank you, Ren. On the topic of accessibility in digital audio workstation programs like Audition, this is a topic I'm very interested in. I'm a visually impaired voice talent, and like your preference to stick with version 3, Stephen, of Adobe Audition at the time, I still use an archaic program, Goldwave, another tick in the box <laughs> for Goldwave. It still works well with my ZoomText Fusion screen reader, but even with it, I've been struggling with my visual limits and I'm heading towards JAWS. And I've been searching for accessible DAWs, that's digital audio workstations, and or audiobook narration programs. Do you have any experiences or ideas of whom I could connect with on this? I would appreciate the opportunity to learn and would be happy to share back any useful information I might gain. Thank you again for being such a fantastic resource and sounding board. And yes, I agree with Mr. Scott about sharing one's food. If you want some of my food, you can order the same for yourself. Why am I villainized for denying your friendly incursion onto my plate with your fork? Just a thought. Best regards, Ren Leach. 
So that follows up on a conversation last week, in case you don't know, where we talked about uh, sharing food because I was talking about sharing Easter eggs and I made the point about, you know, when you go into a restaurant, why is it some couples do this thing where they're like, oh, you, you try this and you try that. And I bet you're one of them, Robert. I bet you're one of them. Totally. But do you know what? We don't use that kind of voice. But apart from that, <laughs> that's us. So other than the voice, I am absolutely 100% correct. Totally. Oh, you've got to try this. What's yours like? No. Leave <laughs> my food alone. If you want it, order it. If you don't want it, don't order it. Yeah, but it's really simple. I don't know. No. How do they know they want it until they taste a little bit? So you order I don't it. care. That's okay. mine. If you want it, if you look at it and go, that looks amazing. Excellent. Waiter, can we order one of these, please? Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. So, so what then, Stephen, when you want what you're ordering, but then something else sounds intriguing that your wife happens to get, you're never interested to find out nope. what, what hers tastes like? Never interested. No, he'll just order the same thing. And if he doesn't like it, he'll just throw it away. I I am well, The reason being is because well, I generally order the same thing everywhere I go. Like, I go to oh, a KFC, well. right? I have a chicken fillet meal Talking with of an extra large popcorn chicken. Yeah, exactly. You know, classy restaurants. <laughs> Wait, um, yeah. Another bucket <laughs> over here, sir. Another bucket. Yeah. yeah. More buckets. More buckets required. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, KFC chicken fillet meal with extra large popcorn and a Diet Coke. And that is the same thing I have had in there Diet since Coke. the day, the <laughs> first Coke for day. Because yeah, di- everything else. Because Diet Coke, Why not? it balances everything out in my view. <laughs> sure it does, yeah. <sighs> yes. McDonald's, I don't have anything. I only have the breakfasts. Don't like McDonald's Oh, no, food. they're gross. I dare you. Okay. <laughs> Always the sausage and egg McMuffin. Burger King, Chicken Royale. I can go on. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> But basically, I just have the same thing everywhere I go. And if I go to a restaurant, it's either a burger, because it's I can't be bothered going through the menu. Steak and chips. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Always a burger or uh, something with chicken and pasta. And I always say the same thing. I'm like, now, does this have any spice in it? And if they say yes, I'm not interested. Well, Give me a burger. I haven't and that's it. And that is, honestly, you could order for me anywhere I go, because that's that is, I am so pretty. And my wife will say to me, I got this. It's really nice. And I'll say, are you enjoying it? Yeah. Well, keep enjoying it. It's yours. Enjoy <sighs> <laughs> You're no fun. Wow. Can't be bothered. Um, Aren't you the one, Stephen, that uh, I think when you came to the States years ago, you went to a, a burger restaurant and were just just like taken completely you know, by surprise with all the options of how oh, the burger could go? It was a breakfast just- place. That was what it was. It was a breakfast place I'd gone to New York. And the guy says, so what do you want? I said, a breakfast. And he's like, yeah, but what do you want? I said, a breakfast? Am I struggling yeah. here? Full English. And he said, What's the matter with you? Yeah, exactly. Or Scottish, actually. And um, he says, uh, well, okay, do you want sausages? I said, yes. He said, how many? I said, how many? Just stick some sausages in a plate. Well, what egg? What egg? Can I egg? Do you want just scrambled? Do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want over easy? Do you want under easy? Do you want side easy? Do you want it really easy? And I'm like, I just want an egg. I don't I want know, a difficult egg, chicken's please. bottom. One of those in some <sighs> form will do me fine. Again, too much choice, right? Yeah, too much it's, choice. it's ridiculous. The tyranny of too much choice. Yeah. You know, there is choice paralysis. If you walk down an aisle in a supermarket, sometimes, you know, you'd be there for half an hour deciding which brand or flavour of yeah. detergent, you know. So, what yeah. flavour of detergent? Keep it well, listen, on I, 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 um, I am... The flip all... side of that is you get Stephen into an Apple store and it's just, I'll just take one of everything. Yeah, yeah that's true, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Don't bother with choice. I'll just take. I, that is literally the case. I actually worked out the other day. I think I I've got every single product that that company owns uh, or creates. Did we, did we? Did we have any 
advice? Did we know any? I can't even remember what Rem's question. Oh yeah, we were talking. Well, 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 Rem was asking specifically about advice around uh, recording doors. Uh, you know, and I, I guess audio audiobook narration programs that I don't know much about. But um, in regards to accessible, I think you know everyone seems to be talking about Reaper. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And this, the difference between Audacity and say one of these like Pro Tools or Logic or uh, Reaper on and on the Mac, but then Reaper is also on the PC. Um, I think the difference really is between them and Audacity is that you can have control surfaces for them. I know a friend of mine who uses Pro Tools, and uh, is it Pro Tools he uses? Um, yeah, that's Avid, isn't it? Avid Pro Tools. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, so yeah, he uses that, and he's got the control surface, and he loves it, and he raves about it. What does that? It mean? just all seems a bit too much for me. What does that mean? What do you mean? Control surface. So it basically has, well, uh, you know, a range of buttons that you can press. Mm-hmm. It's a separate device, which you can have, you know, there's a fader on it, maybe. To or control the, the software. Whatever channel you're working on. All right. Yeah, it's, it's specific to the software. So oh, if, you, okay. if you go to a specific channel, you want to change the volume, you can use that. You can, you know, cut at different points with all these different buttons. Never get into that world. Never, ever get into it. It sounds cool. And I, it's far too it does sound cool. Me. I wish I did, but I just, I don't feel it's, it's something I need to learn. The main difference with Reaper is it's non-destructive. So... If I make an edit and I put, say, reverb on Tim's vocals throughout the entire show, and I think, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that, and I get to the end of all of my editing. I want to do that now. I can't undo it. You make you sound like you're in a cathedral. <laughs> I can't undo it. I've, I've destroyed, as it were, Tim's vocals. I can't, I've got to undo, yeah, undo, 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 and undo everything I did after that to get mm. back to it. With Reaper, I can simply add the effect to it and take it off later on oh, if wow. I want. It's non-destructive, which is cool. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, and Logic, I mean, it's, we mentioned Logic earlier. I haven't gone near Logic. It's a bit like the upgrade to GarageBand, isn't it? The way that uh, Final Cut Pro is the bigger brother to iMovie. <laughs> um, which I will say, iMovie, they've put a lot of work into. They put a new update out this week or last week, mainly for the iPad and iOS option, but there are updates on the Mac and there are certainly some new accessibility features. It is an accessible product. I was able to edit a short video this week um, just using iMovie. And it was thanks to a YouTube video I saw where uh, this girl was going through it all and she was brilliant. She, she she really broke it down well and she also, she kind of cut through some things that I thought you had to do that you don't. She said, like, you know, people will tell you to do this, don't do that. So, you know, it was really helpful. Um, if I can cool. find it again, I'll put it in the show notes because it was a really interesting video. Um, just if you want to learn how to use iMovie on the Mac. And she was blind, so, you know, she was able to go through it with voiceover. It was great. Uh, so you can do video. She was doing things. She was adding titles and B-roll, and I was like, geez, oh, you know, she was really... Surprising. Really but what about, quite clever. What about the uh, almost teleprompting software you use? That that may be something useful for a voiceover artist, surely. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've got you've got a bit of, bit of vision you're saying there, Ren. I mean, I use this app. I think it's called Prompter or Teleprompter. I can't remember. I was uh, Corey Brown, who is a listener to this show, um, and who actually I must say hello to because she she does send me the odd WhatsApp message from time to time, and I always feel I ignore it. And I'm sorry about that, Corey. Oh, you're um, terrible! I'm terrible, horrible person. Oh. He does it to us too, Corey. So exactly. I, I do it with everybody. Um, it's too busy eating, you know. I'm too, I'm too busy not deciding what to eat at restaurants. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Corey got in touch and she was she told me about this app ages ago, and that was how she does her job. She's a continuity announcer at Channel Four, and she was telling me that uh, it's so funny because every time she does an intro to a show, I'm like, "Hi, Corey." Yeah, I know. Me too. My wife thinks I'm nuts, but um, 
Yeah, she... Why are you shouting at a TV? But then I do it a lot, in fairness, so maybe she should be used to it by now. Um, but yeah, so what happens is uh, she uses this uh, app, and, and it's really good. I mean, it's a 100-point print, um, white text on a black background, so it's really clear. You can run it. You can make it run itself, and you could even get, for example, a, a foot pedal, and you could control it that way, and a lot of people do that. Um, I just I just don't really bother. I just use my finger to swipe it, and it just moves up as I, as I need to. Um I won't be doing this forever, to be honest, and I don't know if you will either, Ren, but, you know, it is a good way to do it if you're looking to get scripts. So maybe that's one way of... Maybe that is a useful tool to, to know about. There are a number... Diff, there's a number of them. They generally are all the same in that they... You need to be able to get the text onto it from another source, like a OneDrive account or a Dropbox. You can use iCloud. Um, I find this universal copy and paste thing brilliant because I have it on my Mac. I just have all the, t the, the emails pasted into a a text edit document and then a select all copy and then go into this app select all or just go to the, the paste option and hit paste and it transfers it right over incredible easy yeah again it just works you don't have a windows do you uh, you have to oh, copy and yeah, send yeah, it by okay. pigeon to somewhere uh, stop it now and if anyone has any advice for rent or any uh yeah because he said he was looking out for it, anyone who could help him then uh, get in touch Jane says, hi, everyone. I've just had the Easter edition of the weekend edition while scoffing down my M&Ms and totally not sharing any of them with anyone. Well Good for you, Jane. I still have part of a chocolate rabbit. My kid did not like hers. <gasps> Full chocolate bunny still in its box. Lots of chocolate eggs, some miniature candy bars, some chocolate eggs as well. Have we got a P.O. box? Can, can we get can stuff sent in? <laughs> my only regret is scoffing down the entire container of mini M&Ms, but it's not a huge regret, really. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would not regret that. No. Uh, thank you for the recommendation on the keyboard. I am definitely uh, considering one. I mentioned the Logitech MX keys. The best keyboard mm -hmm. a man can ever. get. No, I was talking about the Logitech K750, I believe it's now called the Solar Keyboard. That was my recommendation. <laughs> Rubbish. Laptop style though, all very closely packed together, so it can be a bit of a nightmare. Boo. Sorry. Handy for portable, though. Handy for portable. Yep, and yep, and yep. I guess with the solar, you need to let it see the outside every so uh -huh. often. Uh, will one of you sing Happy Birthday on the Sunday weekend edition for me? I'll be 46 that day. Don't, don't say that here. You don't need to give us your age. That's no age. You're 21 plus VAT. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. Happy Absolutely birthday. not. Happy Birthday when it comes. Uh, we will sing Happy Birthday. Uh, so someone has to remember that. Tomorrow we have to sing Happy All Birthday, right. okay? Bagsy, not me. Bagsy, Tim. There we go. Um, I know Sally and Sean sing so nicely when they want to. Oh, there you go. Oh, so it's from it. you. Where's and there's Sally? a big smiley face on that. Um, also, my mm -hmm. child will be doing Scrabble Nationals in a few weeks. She adores Scrabble. This is her next to last year. And I hope she does well. Me, I'm such an amateur player. My husband and I are lucky if we play twice a year. Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve with mugs of hot wine. With points added if we find holiday-themed words. Oh. <laughs> I enjoy it. But I wish there was a real accessible Scrabble game to play on my iPhone. Hmm. I don't mean the clones. I mean the real Scrabble app that is out there. I feel that should be possible. I'd be more likely to play against people if I could play on a level playing field with others using the real app. Any thoughts on that? You guys all play different games. Any Scrabble games? I've never played Scrabble. I, I, I seem to remember having it on my iPad years ago, but I don't think it was particularly accessible. And I mean, obviously, it should be. There's the physical board with Braille and, you know, gaps for putting the tiles in so they don't all move around the place yeah um but that's really hard yeah i don't know um there are 
There's a skill on the A-Lady which can help you cheat at Scrabble. If you just tell her the letters, she'll tell you the best word you can do with it. Um, <laughs> and if there's a spare, you know, T on the end of that word over there with some, you know, feeling around or if you're playing with other sighted players, then just throw a T into the mix as well when you're giving her the letters and she'll give you the best word possible. So, yeah. She doesn't want to know how to cheat. Time. Robin, oh, you've always got to sully everything. I know that's what she was asking for. Sorry, <laughs> bringing it down. Um, perhaps in a week or two, I'll figure out what to say in a voicemail, says Jane. I can attach a file to an email, I assume, and just send it. Yes, that's right. Yep. Uh, don't worry, I will edit it so you don't have to do that, getting rid of extra fluffs and coughs and such. Do you prefer WAV or MP3 files? Oh. I'm so considerate, Jane. Wow. Um, you know, we take anything over here, so whatever you can send, MP3, WAV, whatever. And if you don't if you don't have time to edit it, don't worry. We can do that. That's no problem. I can do that. Sean can do it. Sean can do it. Thanks. That's a better idea. Yeah. No problem. Uh, one final thing, says Jane, and I do not know where this fits in or even if it does, but it has bothered me. As I assume you all know, there was a concert streamed over a lot of internet radio stations to raise money to go to the organisations helping the blind in Ukraine, as I understand it, and $85,000 or so was raised. And I think that's great. What I do not think is great is seeing people on Twitter asking why other more famous blind singers, why they would not participate because they are so influential. The question that really irritated the <clears throat> a lot in me, um, it's as if people, or as if people they think uh, that are famous blind singers owe it to the rest of the blind community to automatically reach out and help whatever the cause. Why? What makes us feel that other blind singers are required to donate their time and voices to such causes? Is it right? Did anyone even think to try to get them involved? Like actually reaching out? Perhaps they did. I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I stayed out of it. But still, I was irritated that we could be so critical. And I wish I had more to say to this point. But there it is. Hmm. Yep. I, I don't know what to say on that, to be honest. Do I'm not, not sure judge. how I think. We don't know that, you know, Stevie Wonder popped into my head there. How do we know it was even on his radar? You know, I mean, yeah, we don't know. Can I just say, I... I, I don't know about this point, but we have got to hand it to the people who behind that concert mm. who did. I mean, I yep. listened to some of that. What an amazing job. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think we all probably thought this. I thought we might get a few grand out of it. As in, you know, I thought they'd raise a few grand. I didn't think we'd get $85,000. Oh, and it's amazing. still rising, I think. There's still money still coming yep. in. Um, if it was a couple of I, thousand, we, that would have been a good job, right? In, well, exactly, in, in our yeah. community. But still, the, the amount they raised and the work that went into making that happen. Mm. That well, Jonathan Mosen, I mean, huge, huge work he put into that. Mm. And the thing is that what was so impressive about that concert was the fact that he made this point as well, was that there's so many people in our community who aren't in work. And yet look how much money we managed to exactly. raise. You know, and, yep. and, and it was an amazing job. The concert was, the, the musicians were incredible. So much talent out there. And there's already calls for, <laughs> so I sent a message to Jonathan this week saying, you've got to get an album out. I mean, I'm putting this on him, right? And suddenly he's like, hang on, what am I, the album guy now? <laughs> um, he's he's now you know, Simon Cowell all of a sudden. Um, but, you know, that's the point, right? That, you know, actually they could raise more money out of this, I guess, by, you know, selling albums because there's so much great music in there, great singers, great talent. I couldn't listen to all of it because it was on through the night. It started about 7 o'clock here, and it ran through the night. You can listen to it. I think on that Mushroom FM website, they've got the, the full thing. You can actually go and listen to the whole thing, and they're trying to work on ways to make it more navigable because it was about 11 hours long. Um, but incredible, 
Absolutely incredible there's work. An upper limit on the number of tracks you can have in an album that you put into iTunes for sale. <laughs> yes, a thousand tracks. <laughs> this is the this is the volume eight hundred of. Uh... No, that's what I call blind music. <laughs> 8, so good though, so good. But yeah, well done to everyone involved in that. And yes, for the singers, well done. yeah, I, 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 yeah absolutely. Round of applause. Come on. I, I don't think um, I'd expect Andrea Bocelli or Stevie Wonder or name another blind singer here um, to you know just drop everything to get into that. If they did, that would be nice. But I, I actually was quite glad they didn't in some ways because I think it would have taken the shine away from the people who did turn up. And actually, it showed the talent that's out there, and I think that was probably more important than anything else. Mm. So I, I think it was good. It was a real, it was a real first time in a long time I've seen you know a genuine coming together in a real way, no agenda behind it. This is just all about raising money, helping people, and sharing talent and showing capability. That was the other thing. God, if you listen to that, you'd think because I mean I I know it sounds terrible to say, but you do listen to this and you say. You just, you know, people around me at the time who were listening with me, I'm like, you know, they're blind, right? And and there's that kind of, oh, yeah. You know, it's like we forget that even in our community, sometimes we forget what, cap- what blind people are capable of, right? So, you know, it was I think it's really such good. a high standard. Yeah. Oh, it certainly was. Uh, Jane says, I hope you all had a wonderful Easter, whether you celebrate or not. And by the time uh, you see this, I hope you have a good week as well. Thank you, Jane. Really appreciate that. Ah. And uh, yeah, do get in touch. We'd love to hear your. Uh, voice message as uh, Peter Stewart did he got in touch with uh, his message this week Peter Hi Stephen and the rest of the team it's Peter from Robin Hood County hoping you're well last weekend you were talking about comedy and being the age I am I've seen Larry Grayson Ken Dodd and Les Dawson those are the three I really remember they were absolute geniuses they were I never stopped laughing all the way through their shows. Being brought up on the goons, Hancock's Half Hour, Round the Horn, etc. I find today's comedy difficult. Recent shows such as Little Britain, Goodness Gracious Me, Fags, Mags and Bags, and of course, Count Arthur Strong, still live in my memory. But presently I'm not listening to any comedy at all because I just don't find it funny. I do mourn the loss of Roseanne and the Golden Girls, Mary Hartman, WKRP in Cincinnati from the TV, but um, that's what life is, I suppose. Things come and go. Anyway, that's my thoughts on comedy. Thank you for all the podcasts so far. They've all been very interesting. I'm not uh, erudite enough to do demos, but... The ones that I've heard have been very well done, very well constructed. So thank you for those as well. Anyway, from Pete in Robin Hood County, take care and keep bringing out those podcasts and take care. Bye for now. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Yeah, I think, um, Robin, are you on that track then with the comedy? With Peter on that one? Yeah, I mean, I think he was slightly before me, but certainly um, radio comedy is my natural home. Not of today, but of you know, Hancock, certainly, Steptoe mm. and Son, all of those. Absolutely love those. A gentler time. 
where funny, you know, funny came from situations rather than poking at people. So good yeah. evening. Oh, you can't beat a bit of Hancock with uh, <laughs> Kenneth Williams on it. Amazing stuff. But Absolutely. Count Arthur Strong, oh, I, I think, it. is fantastic. You got um, um, a lot of oh, what's his name, John um, Shuttleworth. John Shuttleworth. Oh, yes, thank oh, you. I love God, no. no. See, oh. really, really <laughs> divisive stuff. The same with Count Arthur Strong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. A friend of mine tried to get me into it, and he made me listen to hours of it once, and I was just like, <laughs> "It's all the same guy." Just stop. Just in case you weren't aware. I, I, I know. Jilted John, um, of course. I, trust me, after hours of it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was enough for me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the goons. I grew up on that. I grew on tapes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Hancock's Half Hour, Navy Lark, mm-hmm. all those kind of shows. Um, that was my upbringing but um yeah comedy evolves though guys i mean that's how comedy works There's still great stuff out here still, right yeah I mean, it's, it's not uh, yeah i just I, I don't think it's i mean it's all t- it's all taste right it's all personal taste yeah um you know you can like something and not like the other i'm not suggesting you should like it but i do think comedy lives on the edge and it, it must live on the edge otherwise there isn't no comedy comedy then I mean, you gotta remember you know we talk about comedy of that age as if it was you know a gentle comedy and it was over that was not how it was seen then, guys, right? I mean, it was probably seen as quite edgy then. Yeah. You know, it, you ha- that's the thing. Comedy walks up to the line. Well, and it, it just keeps pushing it back. Yeah, certainly comedy that is pushing the, the frontiers is on the edge always. But, you know, Just a Minute hasn't changed a jot in 70 years or whatever it is. So, and that I still find really, really funny. So that's right in the middle, I would say. But yeah, there is this comedy that's pushing the boundaries all the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, look, we're going to take a break here because we're going to come back with our episode for tomorrow. Uh, we will remember to sing, of course, to uh, Jane because it's her birthday tomorrow, so we'll make sure to do that. And uh, yes, but we will, of course, encourage you to keep in touch. If you want to email, you can. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Uh, you can call, leave us a, a voicemail, or as I call it, the Felix line, 0204-571-3354. Yes, Felix did send a voicemail. We'll play it in tomorrow, for you tomorrow. Uh, updating us on his situation at college so we'll get in uh, the uh, latest on that just a quick programming note for you as well no weekend edition next weekend taking the weekend off uh, so we will not be here next weekend it'll just be five days on the podcast next week that'll give you all a chance to catch up <laughs> two see? days to binge on everything you've missed <laughs> catch up on all the shows you've missed so I've, yeah I've recently spoken to some people that just finished listening to the previous show the Tech Talk show there you go and, and were Jeez. sending me messages saying so so you say in that last episode you're somewhere else well where are you <laughs> oh you've got a journey ahead yes yeah, so yeah they're they're still catching up uh, stay with us though we'll be back tomorrow with another show goodbye sweetheart well it's time to go we're back tomorrow with another show well unless we're fired we'll talk to you then goodbye sweetheart goodbye goodbye